Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast, and this is episode 50. <laughs> wow, um, I'm super um, pleased and excited to be recording this episode as a solo one. Uh, would I have thought I would have got to 50, two more, and I would have completed a whole year? I started this podcast in January, absolutely terrified, um, but I made a commitment to myself to record an episode a week and share it with you guys um, on different topics, bring in different guests and hopefully give you tips, inspiration, motivation and empowerment on the topics of fitness, mindset and nutrition. So 50th episode, why is this one special to me? Well, obviously 5-0, I mean, that's in itself um, something to celebrate and probably because I'm approaching my 50th decade I'm not I'm not going to wish you away I've still got a couple of years and a bit to go um but yeah 50 um I don't know it sort of conjures up lots of ideas of for, for me personally doing lots of different things and setting bigger goals um it's not a case of like you get to 50 and it's all downhill from there quite the contrary I think it's actually a time for um, pushing forward and seeing what you're absolutely capable of uh, without um, constraints and restrictions um, but this episode I wanted to sort of share um, it in sort of tip form uh, five tips that I've learned about um, transformations and admittedly it's not like I've done loads of them um, and I've certainly not done them at a younger age. So this is from my perspective at the age of 47, because the two transformations, uh, shall I say they were, I did both this year. Um, and actually, I think going through lockdown sort of gave me the push to do them. And in some ways, I would say actually made it a little bit easier uh, because I was able to be a little bit more focused. But I thought I'd give you these five things that I've learned about transformation um, because, you know, obviously it's different for, for everyone. Uh, it depends what everyone's goals are. But I dispute that anyone doesn't want to be healthier, fitter, um, you know, have more energy and feel happier. And that obviously comes down to uh, the things that we put in our body and how often we sort of work out. But then you can go further than that, can't you? And you can uh, push for uh, changing the body. And to be quite honest, uh, before I embarked on it, I actually wasn't sure or confident that I could change my body. And I thought it was one of those things that you were able to do when you were younger and it's easier and potentially whatever I had now was what I was stuck with and um, sort of suck it up, that's it. And I decided to buck the trend there and set myself a challenge and prove that that wasn't the case. And the reason why I wanted to do that was obviously for myself, first and foremost, uh, to see what I was capable of, but also in that journey to be able to share to others to say, yeah, it's you're not too old. It's not too late. Um, things can happen. So I feel like I wanted to be um like the guinea pig, so to speak, of seeing, and, and I, I still do. I, there's so many goals that I want to to achieve and push forward for, but 
I'll do that from a point of view of them being able to impart what perhaps I've learned, what I've not done well, uh, what went wrong, what went uh, went uh, positively well, um, and and everything in between. And so, with no further ado, I'll start with the first uh, point tip. And that is that you're never too old to change or improve. So obviously touching on that just then, um, I've said this many a time to myself, am I too old for this? Am I too old for that? And I got fed up with telling myself that and I decided, no, you're never too old for anything. Uh, my nan, and I've said this many a time on the podcast, if you've listened to all them, uh, as my nan always said, you never stop learning. And I think that's, you know, uh, something to, to really uh, take to heart. Um, we, the person that live, I think is a, a quote from Buddha, but we're the person that limits ourselves, uh, you know, no one else. Um, if you believe you can, then potentially you can. If, you know, as the saying says, if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. Um, and, and no truer thing has been said, but uh, body composition, you know, I wasn't sure at the time, could I change it? Could I improve it? And I can honestly say, yes, um, in my 47 years here um, on this planet, I've probably got, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, there's so much more improvement to be done. So, 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 so much more. But from a perspective of where I was at, um, I've probably got the best body composition that I've ever had. Now, if someone had told me that in my 30s, I probably wouldn't have believed them. Um, and I would have used age as a, as a limiting factor. And that's what I'm trying to say here is that you're never too old to change or improve if you think you can do it. And, you know, you've got many benefits on your side of experience, wisdom and knowledge um, and you've overcome obstacles and hurdles. So you I do think you gain a lot of resilience. Um, and, I, you know, the things that I've done over the last few years have taught me that as well. Um, but it's also that you, you, you know, you're not limited by your genes. Uh, Yes, we are dealt a card of genetics and DNA, but this is fascinating. Um, we're not limited by those. Uh, there are other things that come into play, like um, the environment and epigenetics. And yes, our DNA genes are the body's default mechanism. But, you know, obviously saying, you know, you turn into your mum or your dad. Yes, you will if you're not. Uh, it's just, let me say it's subconscious behavior then yes you would but you have the opportunity oh and obviously you are your own person but it's whether you are being mindful and present um, on things that you do that you can alter that um, and I think that's amazing and also you know really a really positive point because you know a lot of people can get um sort of fixated on that oh well I'm just like you know my mum or my dad from say a health perspective from maybe carrying more weight on the frame or it could be that you know uh, there's there's um, disease in the family uh, cancer in the family so I'm prone to get that now obviously there are mutating genes that that can um, cause that 
but we have more control over our bodies than we actually realize and it all starts obviously with with the brain but you it, it's also where you're where you live um you know obviously if you're in um, a city and it's you know from a point of view of health and um breathing in fumes and stuff to to living in the country so there's a big factor there um that will change things but also to to who you surround yourself with you know are you in a positive environment or are uh, situations and people bringing you down all of these things do actually have a, a part to play in our overall health and wellness um and and it's a, it's amazing how that obviously would go into you know stress uh, anxiety and all of these things that then unfortunately does get absorbed into the body um and can cause obviously illness um soreness pains and you know everything as, as you know you know um butterflies in the tummy can can actually be seen as good or bad depending on what the situation is so it's it's always down to what mindset that we actually have but the point of it is um don't let age um stop you age is just a number um you know, as the saying goes, you're you're as old as you feel. Sometimes I feel eighty when I'm getting out of bed, but um, on the whole, it's it's not to be uh, restricted by age. If you want to go and do something, go and do it. Um, you know, whatever it is, you may need to learn, you may need to train, but ultimately, if if you've got the the willpower and the belief to do it, you you will achieve it. You know, so that could be learning a new skill. Um, you know like playing an instrument or picking up um, a new sport uh, don't don't assume that it's just the way it is um, because that was one of the things that I had um, I tried to play an instrument years ago years ago and I picked up a guitar and well not firstly it absolutely kills the fingers I'm not going to lie you have to get through that um, that pain barrier of, of the fingers getting really sore but I was always more interested in sport than than music um, growing up. So when I tried to play this guitar years and years ago, I just couldn't do it. I, you know, it felt all cack-handed. I couldn't hold it properly. It hurt. And I just thought, oh, well, I'm just not designed to, to you know, obviously play an instrument because I'm not musically gifted. Um, perhaps you, you have to have a gift of something. Um, so I sort of steered away from it. And that's not true um, with anything in life. Don't get me wrong. There's there's uh, natural talent and skill with certain things. But if you want to learn something and you put in the, the practice and the discipline, whatever it is, you will improve. Um, naturally, there could be someone that will do it in half the time because they've got a skill. But if you have that tenacity and that commitment, um, you, you can absolutely be up there. Um, but the point of it was that was that I figured out a long time later, many years later, that being left handed, I was a true lefty from a, the guitar pers perspective. And it wasn't until my son uh, kindly restrung the guitar the other way around for me to have a go. Did I realize, yeah, this feels more comfortable. Um, yeah, I could do this and and went through that process and and started to learn. So it taught me something that 
it's not that I was a sports person and I was nothing else. You can be whatever you want to be. It's down to your own discipline and your own commitment. But there's also ways to know how to help yourself um, and reaching out to other people to, to get that sort of support and guidance. Um, I probably wouldn't have known naturally at the time that I was a true lefty until someone in one of the guitar shops said, um, how would you play air guitar? So a pointer for all you lefties out there that are thinking about it, because many left-handed guitarists um, or, or many left-handers are taught to play right-handed, but ultimately, whichever way you would play air guitar should be the way that you play guitar. Um, and that digresses because that's not fitness nutrition, but it is sort of mindset because it is about learning something, a new skill. And when you do uh, learn something new, you are firing new neuron, neuron correction, uh, neuron connections in the brain, neural networks um, that certainly helps with keeping you feeling younger. Um, doesn't sound like it was what I just said, but that leads me on to the next point of mindset. Mindset is everything. And that is just so powerful. Um, what you focus on is what you will achieve. Now, as human beings, um, it's a defense mechanism for us to assess and judge situations all the time from a point of view of, you know, survival and protecting ourselves. Um, but, you know, obviously living in the generation that we live in now, we probably don't need it in the same way as we would have done, you know, thousands of years ago. But so we naturally default to a negative um, thought process because we, we're looking always to see what could, you know, potentially hurt us, damage us, um, scare us, kill us, you know. So we are naturally down on ourselves quite a lot. We and it's a, it's a default mechanism. So it's really important to catch yourself when you're doing that and tip it on its head and focus on the positive. So rather than saying, oh, I can't lose, you know, I, I, I can't lose this weight off of my backside. Focus that you can on what you can do, because it's really strange how those inhibiting factors in the brain will actually stop you losing the weight. Um, as my mum always said, there's no such word as can't. And you've got to tell yourself you can, because if you're saying that you can't, you've already put the, the kibosh on it before you've even started. You, you have to believe you can. Um, and that's not just a, a simple one of, oh, yeah, I can believe I can. You've got to feel it. You've got to really absorb it. Um, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between something that has happened or something that's going to happen. And that's what's really fascinating about the mind. So you can play situations out ahead of time. Um, and I'll give an example of that was when I ran the London Marathon. Now, I'd never run a marathon before. But I knew that come hell or high water, I was going to complete that. There was absolutely no way, unless I dropped down dead, that I wasn't going to complete that. And I believed that, but I channeled that every day. So I reaffirmed that belief daily. But not only that, I thought about it. I Obviously, I didn't know the route per se. Obviously, I knew it was around London, but... It wasn't like I visualized every step of the way, but I did visualize me crossing the line and I visualized, visualized how I would feel. 
Um, would I be crawling over the line? Uh, would I be in you know immense pain or would I be happy? What, what would it be? Um, and again, I whilst I went through all my training, I was constantly thinking about that and how it was going to be. And I can honestly say that that is what got me. That's half the battle. Don't get me wrong. You do have to train um, and you've got to do the deed itself. But if you haven't got the mindset right, then you are literally screwing yourself. Absolutely. Um, it's about embracing a challenge. Um, and I was told, uh, you know, I think it was one of the podcasts I listened to, Brian Keane, that he said, you've got to embrace pain. You can't push it away and pretend that it's not happening. Acne, actually acknowledge it, take it on board um, and, and deal with it and process that. And um, I remember feeling that probably around the 18 mile mark where my feet were killing me. Um, and I thought, right, so this is the pain part. This is this is the bit. Yeah, I know it's painful. Yes, it's hurting, but I'm going to carry on until I complete this marathon. And I think that really helped me. So it's it's a lot of the running races that I've done. And I've done um, if you've listened to any of my episodes, you'll see uh, the earlier ones. I've I've done an episode literally on my journey. Um, from 5k to marathon distance I've done an episode on the marathon all of that I felt was getting the mindset right you know endurance running it's a long time you're on your feet so you've got a lot a lot of time to mull over in your head and and maybe it's just me but I constantly fought with myself in my head about how well I was going to do you know I always set a goal before I started a race I knew typically what sort of uh, speed I wanted to be running each mile or the distance and and what sort of uh, time I wanted to complete it in and then obviously when you get to the race it gets hard <laughs> and then you're saying well I don't really want to do it but again by setting those goals having that mindset way ahead and reaffirming those um I knew when I did the marathon, I had three goals because um, I, I needed to be respectful of the distance. So the first one was to finish the race. The second one was to do it under five hours. Um, I know that's not a huge speed or time for, for, you know, obviously seasoned runners, but I'd had quite a few injuries and I hadn't run that distance. So I wasn't really sure what my body was capable of. Um, so I set a realistic goal, but it was still a tough goal for me was to the, the, the best goal uh, was to get it under four and a half hours. Um, and I actually managed it by two minutes. So I was chuffed to have actually ticked off every uh, goal there. But it's so much about the mindset. Um, every race that I've done and certainly ones where I've really pushed and achieved personal bests are ones where I've drilled in a finish time um, that I've wanted to achieve. And I've cemented that in you know, six months or a year uh, prior to the race so that when that race comes round, I can say, oh, well, I don't need to do it. I don't need to. But I know that it's in my mind. I've, I've planted that seed and it. I fight with myself in the race that I know that I'm going to be disappointed if I don't give it my all or push to my, uh, you know, complete uh, capability. And that is sort of held me in good stead to to achieve the race times that I wanted of all of the distances that I've done so I can't stress enough about how much uh, mindset is 
everything. And it's about being present. Um, it's about cultivating that belief system because 95% of the time, believe it or not, we're walking around um, in a subconscious mode. We do things without thinking about it. You know, did you actually think about, you know, locking your door or did it just, you just did it? Do you often, you know, find yourself driving on the, say, the school route or the work route, and then you're actually going somewhere different, but you you complete the same route and you've had to turn around. I've done that as well, you know, because for our brain to to be firing new neurons all the time for something, it's it's quite draining. So it's it's finding a way to quickly um, reduce that that effort. Um, so we put things into the subconscious as it gets learned. They're, they're behavioral patterns, habits that we have, like you brushing your teeth. Um, that's why they always say, use your other hand because you're firing um, a new neural uh, network connection when you're using the different hand. Um, so challenge the mindset, challenge yourself, focus on the good, not the bad, you know, um, in one of the episodes, recent episodes, I was talking to a guest and, and he was saying that as well, you know, how we typically say, how are you? Oh, I'm not that bad. You know, not too bad. Why, why are we saying not too bad? We're fabulous. We're great. You know, we're alive. Be grateful. <laughs> um, and when you start doing that more frequently, it becomes a habit. So it's a positive habit to embrace and, and that is all from the mindset. So um, I can't stress that enough. Anything that you're going to do in life, where does it start? It starts in that mindset. Um, you know, any goals you're going to set, uh, anything you're going to do, whether that's career wise, fitness wise, you know, you've got to believe you can to, to achieve it first and foremost. And then it, that leads me on to my third point, which is about consistency. Is it underrated? You know, we need to have the time to do something but we've got to stick at it how many times have we embarked on something and then potentially given in just before that turning point would have happened um whether that's like a fitness program whether that's you know learning a song as I was talking about guitar or whether that's whatever it is it's not giving up um and if you don't give up, you're more likely to succeed. Um, you know, when they say about successful people, well, they're just people that just keep on trying. And now, obviously, there are other factors to come into play here. You know, whatever it is, you know, you don't want to be banging your head against a brick wall. You know, whatever it is you're doing, uh, you've got to be consistent. You've got to know that it's the right thing. You know, sometimes we do need to change direction slightly, but it's the point of, of not giving up. And consistency breeds good habits. So when you start doing something more regularly, that's why it's really important to start small. So, you know, we'll be quickly into January and everyone will be, you know, New Year's resolutions of X, Y, and Z. But we put too much pressure on ourselves to do too many things in a short space of time. And what happens is it's brain overload. It actually is physically brain overload. And then we drop the ball and not do any of them. And the key to, to get that success is the consistency of doing one thing, one small thing 
and repeating it and getting it hardwired so that it's something that becomes part of the subconscious that you, that you do it without thinking. Not only you can celebrate that win. Um, it could be that you don't drink enough water and you say to yourself, right, okay, I'm going to make sure I always drink a glass of water before I get out of bed in the morning. That's not a difficult task to do. It's absolutely a fantastic thing to do to, to help, you know, clear out toxins in the body after sleeping. Um, you know, and hydrating you, the, the brain and the body. So why not start small? Something that you can do, then when you know that you've hit that seven days in a row, you feel good about yourself. Um, it was a task that you could achieve. Um, and, and obviously, naturally, you want to, to increase the difficulty of some of these things, but not at the point that it, it makes you fail. Um, Obviously, failure is not a bad word. It's feedback. It's telling you something. Sometimes the best things that we've found out have taught us the most. Um, if we was to, to succeed at everything, I don't think we'd, we'd learn anything. Um, but that was, yeah, when I was growing up, I, f I thought failure was a bad word. And it was only through fitness that I understood that actually we want failure, embrace failure um, and learn from it as long as you don't repeat the same failure again and again and again. Um, but it's, it's about creating those habits in the brain that will make things easier to stick to. And once you've got that one under your belt, then you add something else because good habits will lead to more good habits. As we know, bad habits lead to more bad habits. Um, and again, it's like um, a downward spiral subconsciously done. Uh, because we just do it without really thinking. Whereas this one, you can switch it on its head. But how do you make sure that you can stick to things? Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So if it's fitness or if it's food, find something that works for you. There's so many different ways to train. There's so many different workouts. There's so many different exercises. There's, you know, food-wise, there's so many different um you know, food choices, plans, you know, just don't believe that you can't, the, the, you know, there's no such word as can't. Find what works for you. Uh, what will you'll find easy may not be easy for someone else. So if you've been struggling, as I say, maybe you just haven't found the way uh, that's going to sit comfortably with you. Because if you find something that you actually enjoy, you, it's going to be so much easier to stick to it. Um, naturally, we don't always want to do something, but you know, if you don't like it right at the start, well, it's like trying to shovel the proverbial up up a hill. It's never going to work, is it? Um, so don't make it too hard on yourself on the outset. Find something you enjoy. Um, so if it's that you're needing weight loss and you like dancing do dancing, you know, that's going to release so many endorphins moving around, you know, it's, it's a case of moving more, obviously naturally consuming less, but get that energy up, you know, have fun, enjoy it, um, whatever it is, get a bit silly, you know, if you've got kids, dance with them, play. Um, <laughs> I had a great time uh, with the school children this week being Christmas week, I do fitness coaching in lunch times, and 
I just got silly with them playing games, playing it, you know, either chasing them or them chasing me. And there was just so much laughter, so much running around. I was certainly puffed out. So they must have been. That's exercise and fitness without even realizing you're doing it, you know, because you're just having a good time. And um, if you can enjoy it, well, you're going to stick to it. And when you stick to it, you're building that consistency. And when you have consistency, you will get results. So that leads on to my fourth point about weight loss and body transformations. I've done two this year. So ultimately, it comes down to, well, really, depending on obviously what your goal is of what you want. But I did a shred, my first ever, and I also did my first bulk. Now, probably should have done them the other way around. Um, but I, I chose because I wanted, I had a goal. I wanted to see if I could get a six pack. <laughs> but by the way, six pack, I mean, we've all got uh, abdominals. Whether we've got six of them that will show, it depends on our, our makeup of our muscle uh, muscular uh, structure. But we've all got the abs there. It's just whether you lose enough body fat for them to become visible so it's not about doing you know five million crunches that's don't get me wrong that's important to have a strong core for for at for life you know um to help with the back um you know and, and reduce your risk of injury but you know the core and ab exercises whilst they're important um they're not the only way for you to get that six pack it's actually down to what you eat and with weight loss um you know naturally we will just think right okay I'll, I'll train more and don't get me wrong cardio um weight training resistance training all of these things are going to help you lose weight but if you're not uh, reducing the amount of um energy going into the body um then you you know you're going to be out of balance um and it's quite interesting about uh, fat loss um you know like when you you sort of stand there i stood there had my pictures taken at the start and it, it wasn't like i actually needed to lose weight but i wanted to get shredded and i wanted to see what i was capable of and i dropped just over 10 12 pounds and that actually made me incredibly lean um, I think my husband did say I looked really, really skinny, but it unfortunately is part and parcel of the process of a shred. But I did I did get my six pack. <laughs> um, but it's it was down to the, the nutrition um, of what I was actually eating that got me there. And how did I lose that fat? You know, like I had fat on my legs. I had fat around my abdomen. And obviously there's fat um, internally that you can't see. But where did it go? Like you, that's, that was the thing. Like what, what actually happened? What, what, where does that fat go? Yes. Obviously you're saying we we're using energy, so we're burning it, but what, what, what are we actually doing? Is it coming out through sweat? Is it coming out through our pee? Is it coming out through, you know, number two? No, it's actually coming out through um, breathing when we exhale CO2 that's how you're losing um, the fat because it's actually carbons. It's really fascinating. Um, carbohydrates, carbon and hydrogen foods, um, but also, you know, carbons found in, in protein and fats. Um, so essentially whatever we're consuming is that energy that we bring into the body 
and then we expend it through exercise. Ultimately, if you're expending more uh, carbon than you're consuming, you're going to drop weight. But that's how uh, the body actually loses fat. Um, and I got very, very lean. I don't think I'd ever been under nine stone uh, in my adult life. I don't ever remember it. Um, and I've certainly never been a size 10 before. And yeah, it was like, oh my good God, like putting on different clothes, it was unbelievable. What did I do with the first one to the second one? I did exactly the same exercises from a strength perspective, a resistant workout. Um, the only thing that was different was that on my shred, I made sure I did uh, my 10,000 steps every day. Uh, we had the lovely weather through the lockdown. I always made sure I hit my 10,000 steps or more every day. Um, being a runner, um, it was natural to think, well, okay, to lose fat, I need to run. But I didn't. I didn't actually run at all. Um, I only walked. Um, so it was low intensity, steady state that I did. Um, I may have done a HIIT workout here or there, but ultimately my workouts were no different on my shred to my bulk. So how did I get different results? Um, and it comes down to nutrition. So 80% of a body transformation or, or weight loss is down to what you eat. Only 20% is, is down to your training. So when you, you know, be mindful when you're looking to lose weight, yes, don't get me wrong. It's important to get, you know, get out exercise from a mental perspective, from a physical perspective, it's, it's really, really important. But if it's, you know, you're wanting to change your body composition, you really do have to drill down on your nutrition. There's never a truer word being said that abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. And yeah, hundred percent. If you, you know, you are what you eat, um, literally. <laughs> so uh, focus and dial in on that nutrition uh, to get those results. Um, and that was that was to actually do both of a shred and a bulk and keep the exercise the same other than my walking. It was quite phenomenal to see the difference of the change of my body um, from one end of the spectrum to the other. So obviously, having completed this one just in September, I built some more muscle. Um, it takes a long time to build muscle. And I'm by no means finished. I'd, I'd say that's just phase one. Um, but I have changed my body composition. And again, going back to the age thing, I never thought that was possible pre 45 years old. I honestly didn't. I thought, well, this is what it is. This is what I'm stuck with. Um, I've got a muffin top. Um, my metabolism slowing down. La -di -da -di -da, the usual, usual, usual excuses. They were excuses I was telling myself of to why my body was the way it was because I did um, go to the gym. I used to go to the gym regularly five times a week and still didn't have a very good body. And a lot of that was down to what I was actually eating. And there was a little bit there to, to do with the, the type of training that I was doing. So um, it's really important to focus on good nutrition um if you're looking to achieve some results of um you know weight loss or body transformation 
And, and that then leads me quite nicely into my last and final point, point five. Um, don't be afraid to build muscle, especially you ladies. Um, obviously, it's something that the guys want to do all the time. But women are like, oh, I don't want to get big and bulky. Um, honestly, honestly, cardio bunnies. And I was one, you know, I ran all the time. You know, if you if you've seen my um, or if you follow me on Instagram, NBE Fit PT, you know, scroll through. Um, I've got some pictures of me running, I don't know, three, four years ago um, to me running this year and the difference in my body shape, it, you know, even surprised me. Um, I'm not a downer on cardio, but um, depending on where your age, I mean, it's important to build muscle. Why? Why is it important? Well, it's <laughs> supporting the, the, the skeletal frame. Um, it's ultimately, you know, to, to, to be able to um, reduce uh, injury. You know, if, if you've got minimal muscle, um, you're more than likely to, to not perhaps be as stable. So I'm thinking like, you know, people that are a lot older, they get very frail um, because muscle um you suffer with sarcopenia, which is basically a muscle loss every decade is about 3%. And I believe it actually accelerates to double that 6% over the age of 65. So you are losing muscle. Most You can be sort of growing muscle, like you can still build muscle, but, but that opportunity sort of uh, peaks around about 30. So um, you need to preserve what you've got um when i say like peaks it just it gets more difficult as you're older um so for me um again i'm trying to see what my body is capable of what i can achieve because there are different uh, body types endomorph ectomorph mesomorphs um and naturally that's down to what your muscles are made up of as uh, you know slow twitch fast twitch um, and that will be uh, sort of limited to genetics, so to speak. But you you are able to, to manipulate that to a certain extent, depending on the type of training you do. But women will always say, oh, I don't want to get big and bulky. It's really hard to build muscle. Um, really, really hard, especially for, for women, uh, because obviously testosterone plays a part. Um, so if you are going to have a goal like weight loss, weight loss is much easier. Um, now there's different schools of thought that you can't do both at the same time, lose weight and build muscle. Um, you know, obviously when you're thinking about the functions, you're, you're wanting to either be anabolic or catabolic and yeah, um, you do ultimately focus on one goal. Um, but if I was to reframe the word build muscle into sculpting or body tone, that would sound a lot more appealing to women. Now, me as a female um, and what I heard lots in the gym was, you know, I want to get rid of my bingo wings. I've got, you know, fat on my thighs and my tummy area and my bum and I want to lose that. Um, but if you go on a weight loss journey and you get rid of that fat, what is left you're now going to end up like with the saggy skin so you need to think about sculpting or building muscle so that you can replace the fat stores with that muscle so you've still got that plumpness um and i think someone that's got perhaps a lot of weight to lose that's even more important that you 
think about the type of um, training or exercise that you're going to do to ensure that you don't end up, um, you know, obviously losing all that fat and, and finding that, that, you know, <laughs> the skin's sort of starting to sag. Um, and naturally we lose uh, elasticity of collagen as, as we get older as well. So why do I want to build muscle? Um, because of the reasons that I said, I know that over, you know, every decade, I'm going to be losing some. So I'm just trying to almost build or, or become, you know, at that point where I've got a balance, hopefully a surplus of muscle that's going to help me stay fitter, healthier, um, you know, hopefully reduce my risk of injury um, and and give me a, a body shape, um, a composition that that I'm happy with. So it absolutely is important for me um, to focus my goals. And that's why I switched completely from from cardio and running into um, strength training, resistance training, using body weight, using bands, using dumbbells, you know, barbells, whatever you actually have to hand. Um, dare I say that both of these uh, um, transformations I did, I completed uh, from home. Obviously, we were going through lockdown. So um, again, it's not one of those things that you have to have the gym. I'm not saying that there isn't an advantage. Load is king when you're uh, resistance training, but there are other ways and things to do to really sculpt um, a great physique. And um, as I say, I complete, I got two completely different looks, which again, check out my Instagram. You can see uh, both of those um, and what I achieved from doing, as I say, the same workouts just from home. But um, yeah, so ladies, don't be scared to build muscle. Um, it's not going to look to actually get muscle, muscle, muscle. Like, I, I really do want to build muscle and I'm only on phase one. And I don't think you massively can see it on my frame. Um, you know, there's seriously more muscular women out there than me. Um, but I do want to look defined and toned. And I'm going to be continuing mine uh, way into the new year. And to again, to see what I'm capable of or what this body is capable of, um, because I'm looking to, to sculpt that physique um, to prove that, you know, age is just a number. So wrapping this up, I just want to say to you, um, what have I learned uh, in particular, say this year, really, um, on things that I've done? Um, I've set some big audacious goals um, and they've not been easy. I think it's important to set goals, to challenge yourself um, and breaking those down. Obviously, it's a process. Um, and in doing that, you may not hit the goal, but you certainly even get a lot further than not having set a goal at all. And I'm saying that as a person that never, ever, ever set goals. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't a goal setter. I didn't even think about it. I may have been someone that set a New Year's resolution here and there and everything, but I didn't even focus on it. But I can tell you for nothing, when you set yourself a goal, and you give yourself a time frame to get that done. It's a smart goal, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound. Um, those principles, you will achieve it. It's amazing what the mindset does because you're cultivating that and you're on a journey going in that direction. Um, but the other thing is, 
embrace your body whatever it is whatever stage you're at wherever you are shape wise you know we're always again down on ourselves mm, don't like this don't like that be grateful for this body that you've got because um, it's the only one you're going to get um, and it's done pretty well to keep get you to where you are right now so actually celebrate it and and look for the good in the body focus on the body part that you that you like you know I was always oh, don't like my thighs don't like my thighs you know bum I've now learned to to refocus on the bits of my body that I do like um, and we can all do that the other thing celebrate small wins um, as I said you know that really helps in that mindset perspective of achieving success is is actually not always jump into the next goal, but actually taking time to acknowledge what you've done and, and celebrate that. And that builds confidence. And, and when we gain confidence, it enables us to shoot a little bit higher um, to that next challenge that might just be out of reach. So definitely do that. Uh, another big one because of social media, um, don't compare yourself to others. <laughs> We all fall foul of this, but you just don't know where someone else's day one was in whatever it is. I mean, we can aspire to want to be like X, Y, Z, but that's impossible because they are different people. They have a different body. You know, aspire to be the best version of yourself. Um, that is the best thing that you can do because you are unique. There is absolutely no one else like you unless you're a twin and then there's some similarities there, but otherwise you, you know, and you're still completely unique, you know, and that's a real gift, you know, go and celebrate that uniqueness and celebrate that you are you and no one can be you better than you. Remember someone else's journey of wherever they are in their body, they could be on year five, 10, 20, and you could be on day one. You're not going to look the same. Just focus on your own journey, stay consistent, embrace the positives of your body and celebrate those wins, which leads me on to that next point of be patient. <laughs> we are in a now generation and me, like everyone else, we want this now. I want more muscle now. Um, and I have to trust the process, keep doing what I'm doing, um, repeating it, pushing my body, progressive overload, uh, eating right. And those results will come, but I've got to be patient. Um, if I get too caught up in it all, that's actually going to inhibit the process. So um, again, with weight loss, think about it. If you've been carrying those extra pounds, how long have you been carrying them for? You really don't want um, a, a huge, quick weight loss. Um, it's not good for the body. It's not sustainable for you to keep that long term. Um you are going to learn more about it if you're patient and, and take it more slowly because you'll have the chance to build in those positive habits. You'll understand more about yourself and you'll find a way and a diet and a lifestyle that sticks for you, sticks for you to complete for life because it shouldn't be about a, you know, um, a five minute wonder or a, you know, a, a certain amount of time. Don't get me wrong. Programs are great uh, for getting you into that right mindset 
and and lay down some really good foundations to springboard you forward so it's not that i don't think there's anything wrong with with following a plan or or a structure but it has to be something that as i said earlier you can stick to and you can enjoy and it's going to be something that you're going to incorporate in your life basically um as my strap line for mbe fit is be fit for life and that's what we're all ultimately trying to do especially with covid it's even more important now to to look after our health and our wellness both physically and mentally and that brings me into my last little point of enjoy the process <laughs> we're always so fixated on that destination and that goal and then getting there um you learn so much more through the journey that is that is what it's all about, the journey, who you're becoming, what you're learning about yourself, what you're understanding. Because invariably, when you get to the, the goal or the finish line, I've done, you know, a couple of marathons, I've done lots of different races, I've done a couple of shreds, I've done photo shoots. You know, the goal changes and it moves. And it's not even like you get that eureka moment. Don't get me wrong, you do feel immensely proud. Um but no sooner you're at the finish line, you're already thinking about what's next. So it really is important to enjoy what you're doing. Um, take the value and the store from it. Learn about yourself and, um, you know, take that confidence from that journey to um, empower you to go on to your next goal. Um, whatever that may be, as I say, it could be personal, professional, um, in you know fitness mindset or nutrition um but i <laughs> just some of the the points that i'd like to raise um i think in anything we always have two choices in how we think and feel about things um you you can be of a growth mindset and embrace challenges as obstacles and see them as just a way to learn more about yourself and how you can overcome things or they can literally knock you sideways. Now, that's not to say that things don't knock us sideways. Life does that in general, doesn't it? Um, but the point is, you just got to dust yourself off, pick yourself up and find another way. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, as I say, it was my 50th episode. I'm delighted to be sharing these episodes with you. Um, I'd love to have your feedback. So please, you know, drop me a DM on uh, either of my Instagram accounts. Well, I've got three. So it's MBE Fit PT is uh, the main fitness one. I have my uh, obviously podcast one, the Planted Mindset podcast, where I upload all of these episodes. So if you've got anything that you'd like me to talk about, um, you've got any questions about anything, um, a topic that you'd like me to, to share, then do let me know. Um, if you've enjoyed these episodes, then please do, you know, like, um, rate and review on iTunes if you're listening via iTunes. I think you can still rate it via Spotify. They are available on all the major podcast platforms but please speak out and share these episodes to someone that you think it may benefit um i really enjoy as you can tell talking um but i hope to empower inspire and motivate people um to be the best versions of themselves to go and challenge themselves to face their fear 
I'm doing it on a daily basis. Um, believe it or not, I was absolutely terrified the first time I even thought about doing a podcast, let alone, you know, like as a guest, let alone have my own. And here I am, 50th episode, talking to you guys and loving every minute of it. So I just want to say a big thank you if you have listened. Um, please reach out and, you know, you know, say hi and let me know um, what you'd like me to share. Hopefully um, these will be continuing and I look to bring on, you know, some great guests uh, to, to obviously hear their story really about, because I think we can learn so much from others. Um, and I think podcasts are such a great way to consume content. Um, it makes it so easy and accessible. So, and the final point is um, if you are, you know, it's December, everyone's going to be indulging more. Um, we're going to let our hair down, especially as we're in lockdown. Um, so naturally, I'd say don't be too hard on yourself. Enjoy the season. Tis to be jolly. Um, be mindful, be present, um, enjoy your family and your loved ones. And, you know, just key to a few things, I think, with, with the lockdown would be just make sure you stay hydrated um get out for those walks um if you you are consuming more calories not just getting out is going to clear the head it's going to make you feel a lot better and also <laughs> if you've had too many brussels sprouts it's probably better outside rather than in but i'm excited to be launching a new program in january called sassy in 10 it's sculpt a stronger sexier you and in 10 as in 10 weeks uh this program is going to be a journey of, as I said, enjoying the process. So it's very much going to be a journey about mindset, fitness and nutrition, the whole package uh, together where I will support you, um, inspire you, hopefully, and motivate you, uh, give you accountability to lose those, uh, not just those uh, Christmas pounds, but have you come out after 10 weeks feeling different as a person. Um, and that is my goal, not just obviously physically. So sculpting a stronger, sexier you, you know, mindset, belief, confidence, all of those things. Um, so if you're keen to know more, check out my Sassy in 10 IG. It does show a little bit more about that program or definitely reach out, but also, uh, you know, pass this on to, to anyone that you think it may be, um, you know, of relevance to that, if, if that's something you know that that's what they'd be looking for. Um, as I say, it's it's a journey to empower you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want to be a stronger and sexier version of themselves? <laughs> On that note, I'm going to bid you farewell. Um, have a great day. Mm -hmm.